some of the biggest factors contributing to successful bariatric surgery? How do you measure milestones? Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. Let's go beyond bariatric surgery and talk about everything you need to move on. What continues to motivate you and help you succeed on a daily basis? Joining me via Skype is Brenda Hain, who has her bachelor's and master's degree in nursing, is a member of the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. She's the nurse coordinator for the Bariatric Surgical Weight Loss Program at St. Francis Medical Center in Missouri, a part-time life coach and a bariatric surgery patient herself. You can find out more about Brenda on her website, brendahain.com, that's Brenda, H-O-E-H-N.com, or her Facebook page, facebook.com slash brenda.hain. Hi, Brenda, welcome to the podcast. Hello there, hi. You know, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you, and I just love the fact that you're both a health professional and a patient. I think people, we can learn so much from you. What advantages are there in being both? And then I, I bet there have to be a few disadvantages too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the advantages wise, um, I think number one, it's so inspiring every day to see people's lives changing and seeing all the benefits that come out of um, this life transforming process. Uh, so that would be the, I would say definitely an advantage. And I guess disadvantage would be, um, you know, sometimes I guess seeing people whenever they're struggling a little bit and um, seeing, you know, there are some ups and downs whenever you're going through major life transformation. But in the same way, sometimes that's a positive because, you know, you um, when you're going through that, you know, on the other side that there is there is hope and there is faith that things can change. I agree. And sometimes as a health professional, I think we have that feeling of, oh, gee, uh, we just know too much in this situation. But at the same time, knowing too much can be a good thing when you're reaching out to empower and help someone. Because when you've been on both sides like you have, you know the struggles as the professional, but you also know the struggles personally and all the good that comes out of it, like you were just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there had to be really big deciding factors for you in having surgery since you do know both sides. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think for myself, I had tried a lot of different traditional things um, for weight loss, you know, the regular diets and all of that over the years. And even going in, I started working um, with our bariatric surgery program in 2012. And even that first year, I still don't know that I was 100% convinced that it was the right thing for me. But after um, that first year, seeing um, all the progress, a lot of our patients that year were actually employees of the hospital, other nurses and healthcare providers, and seeing the benefits of what they went through and the life transformation and actually the safety. I mean, that's always a big scary point for a lot of people but seeing how safe that the procedures are and, um, and how much they can be used as a tool sure. for getting you. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, so, uh, safety is always a big one as a healthcare professional because you want to know that the procedure is, it's always risky to go into surgery, but like you said, with the outcomes are so positive. And you were saying, Brenda, that you tried a lot of different diets. And I think most people would say, me too. Gosh, you know, you name it, mm -hmm. I've tried it. <laughs> uh, what do you feel were 
major barriers to your weight control before you decided to have surgery? I think more than anything, the resistance to change, to know um, when you have, when you're fighting against yourself all the time, when you have that anxiety and worry about what you're supposed to be doing, what you can be doing. And um, to me, removing that block was probably one of the biggest things to allow me to just kind of ease into the process. I think that that was probably the biggest factor for me, myself. How did you remove that block? I think part of it was, number one, whenever going into making that life change, I knew that um, that tool was going to be there and I'd have something to help me and assist me along the way. And I, I'd say that was the biggest thing, knowing that um, other people had succeeded doing that had, had been a factor also as well. Just knowing that, that there was um, proven, proven ways to go forward. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share your pre-surgery weight and BMI? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm five, six, and my initial weight before surgery was right around 220. Um, and right now, um, after I think my surgery was probably around uh, the middle of 2013, and right now my weight is around 160, 165. Okay, um, and hold on just a second. Let me convert those for all of our Aussie and other part of the world listeners. So 5'6", uh, she's 168 centimeters, a weight of about 220 pounds, 100 kilograms or 15 and a half stone. And then you said what, you're currently around what, 160? Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's see. Seventy-two kilograms, or about eleven and a half stones. So that way we can all all be on the same page. So, your surgery then was a couple of years ago. What type of surgery did you have? I had the sleeve gastrectomy. Okay. And when you look back, how would you say the surgery changed you the most? And when I'm thinking this way, I'm thinking about. Did you see a change in appetite? Uh, what about food cravings? Maybe did food taste the same, didn't taste as good from that standpoint? Sure. Um, so the biggest things I would say right after surgery would be the portion control. Um, the amount that you can actually take in after surgery is drastically reduced. So, but the good thing is, is it's so unlike a diet in that you feel satisfied and you feel um, you don't feel deprived. So that, that was one thing. And then also the, the sight, the satiety feeling, meaning that, um, you don't feel like you're missing anything. You feel like that you have what you need, um, to go forward. So to me, that's different than a diet as well. Um, so being able to reduce what you're eating and still feel satisfied was, was huge for me. You know, I think that's a point that most people don't think about. And I do think it's huge because, Appetite, being satisfied or sated, the satiety feeling or that feeling of fullness is something probably most people don't think about. They just think, well, I'll be eating less food. But I think it's so positive to hear you say that you were sated, that you didn't feel like you were missing out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as you look back, you said that the support of your hospital, of seeing all the other health professionals that had gone through this, they'd had great success. What are some of the other contributing factors to your success? 
I think being around like-minded people that are also moving in the same direction that you are is um, super helpful. It puts your mind in the right place. And I think, well, and number one, putting yourself in the right place, you know, um, getting up every day and um, deciding how you want to live, how you want to live and um, making those decisions um, on a daily basis of what you think will lead to most to your happiness and to um, where you want to go ultimately. Well, we need to take a short break, but when we come back, Brenda will share what continues to motivate her, talk about her milestones, but I want to talk about what she just mentioned, and that is every day and the skills that she uses as a life coach to do that herself and to help others. So don't you go anywhere. Explore the Australian way with portion perfection for bariatrics plates, bowls, visual guides, recipes, and more at beyondbariatricsurgery.com. Welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe to our Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast on your favorite podcatcher, such as iTunes and Google Play. Do you need help? Go to beyondbariatricsurgery.com and we'll show you how it is so easy. Also, check out the great online courses we offer you, our community, at beyondbariatricsurgery.com. You'll surround yourself with positive ideas and like-minded people, like Brenda just mentioned, with a particular topic focus for, say, six weeks or more. It's a great way to stay motivated, have the opportunity to speak directly with some of our experts on a private Facebook page. There's a course starting soon. It could be just what you need. Where's the info? Beyondbariatricsurgery.com. Joining me today is Brenda Hain, registered nurse, coordinator for the Bariatric Surgical Weight Loss Program at St. Francis Medical Center in Missouri, a part-time life coach, and a bariatric surgery patient herself. Before the break, Brenda was talking about the deciding factors that led her to surgery and how it's changed her. We know there's frequently a period of weight regain at three to five years out of surgery. So Brenda, you're in that period now. What do you feel happens in that period that causes weight regain? I think in the beginning, people are super excited and um, they see progress and they're seeing lots of change go on. Um, and as time kind of goes on, you know, that process sometimes slows down a little bit. Um, usually about a year, two years out, um, people start seeing where their numbers kind of start leveling out a little bit. And um, sometimes when you're not seeing that continuous progress like you were in the beginning, um, you can lose your momentum and um, start going back to some of the same habits, um, some of the same ways that you were before surgery. And so that kind of leads to um, different patterns of, of change. So, so basically, it's just kind of getting yourself back into those same patterns of of where you were in the beginning or right, right around the time of surgery to allow you to, to progress or to keep going in the direction that you want to go. You know, that's really one of the reasons that we started this podcast, because we found that looking around, there really wasn't a lot of support after surgery and a lot of places to get questions answered or have a community to talk about what you're facing and, and to stay on that right track. So I totally get what mm -hmm. you're saying. You know, you mentioned to me that you're a life coach. So I have to know first, do you follow your own strategies during this stage? <laughs> <laughs> I would say every single day, it's become a huge part of, of who I am and what I do. Yes, definitely. 
So I want to know about life coaching because there are different types. There's traditional life coaching. There's energy life coaching. Talk about what you do and how you really got started in that and how it benefits those that have had bariatric surgery. Okay. Um, it's a extremely unique little niche. Um, energy life coaching um, is based upon uh, energetic principles. So our body's made 100% of energy. And so because of that energy, that energy can be shifted um, based on um, your thoughts, because thoughts are energy, your emotions are energy. Um, of course, your physical body's energy. So all of those can be shifted. So kind of like if something's not working for you, um, basically, you just shift the shift the energy, just kind of like how fire changes to um, ashes or water ch changes to steam. You can you can change the energy patterns in order to um, get where you want to be. Or like Play-Doh, you can reshape it. You yeah, know, you can just reshape what you're where what you want. And, and I think teaching yourself in a in a way I think about it is taking the negative habits you may have built up over time and learning to restructure them into positive habits. And by having someone guide you and empower you, how do you work this, these strategies into your program at work? Well, I'm a big part of um, education before surgery and after surgery. And um, when, when somebody's struggling a little bit, um, part of that too, and support groups as well, I help with those. Um, when somebody's struggling a little bit, I think kind of just helping them deep dive a little deeper than just, um, maybe it's maybe even deeper than what they're eating, or maybe it's even deeper than, you know, the physical activity they're doing, but what, what type of maybe mental patterns or emotional patterns are holding them back to, um, be where they want to be. And don't you think that's a big part of eating, whether it's, um, weight loss, weight loss tied to bariatric surgery. It's, it's about food. Yes. It's about amount of food. Yes. But I have found throughout the years as a nutritionist that there's a huge emotional component to all foods. It, it's tied back to memories of your family. It's tied to stress and weight where you may be that day. Are you angry at someone? Did you have a bad day? And food is, um, food is a comfort. You know, it's legal. It's ubiquitous. Everywhere you look, there's food. And people don't look down upon you for food. So it's, I think that it's all tied together in this process, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's everywhere. And so in everything's so social, every place you go, you know, is um, based around food. So um, it's really about recognizing where you are and recognizing maybe those things that um, are leading to resistance in your life to leading you to um, that unhappiness zone, um, trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the biggest milestones in the success that you've had? I would say probably, uh, honestly, probably being able to fit in, go into a clothing store and being able to wear clothes that are um, more regular size instead of all the extra large and extra, extra large kind of things. And um, actually, I have an 18-year-old daughter being able to wear some of the same things that she wears as far as size-wise, which um, is, is really a lot of fun. You know, that piece was, was life-transforming. And then also just... Um, being able to, I guess, have a little more self-confidence. That, that to me was huge also. And did the self-confidence come, would you say, from all the above? The fact that the weight, you lost the weight, that you can wear the clothes, that your self-concept is different? Because I think there's so many pieces to that puzzle. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's a lot of those things combined, but also the way that like feeling about myself, um, being a little happier with who I am and the choices that I'm making and the things that I'm doing on a daily basis um, helped make that difference as well. Yeah, I love that. You know, you were talking about some of the barriers to weight control that you identified early on. Did surgery solve those or do you still feel like, okay, I have other things I have to change? Because surgery's a surgery, but it doesn't change emotions. Yeah, um, I think surgery does help with a lot of with the physical pieces. Um, as far as the other pieces, there are, you know, the, the sometimes the cravings don't necessarily go away. So there's, there's things you have to figure out on that. Um, so the, the surgery doesn't change everything. It's just kind of a tool to help you. So, so just like with, I guess, with the energy work that I do as well, it's, they're all tools just to kind of help guide the process or kind of like a little bit of a GPS to try to help you get to where you want to be. I love that. And, and say, let's say you're working in your groups. What do you notice among your patients to be one or two of the most effective strategies for them to add after their surgery? Hmm. Oh, that's great. I love that. Um, number one, um, I think just going back to, again, to the basics of like, if they, are you talking about further out, Susan? Yeah. Well, you know, when you have them in group and I don't know how long you see them, uh, and you, mm -hmm. you start to listen to them and you hear what's going on. Are there effective strategies that you then teach because you've found that this is what works? Are there places that, you know, gosh, there's a, there's a weak link here or a missing link of information that I need to provide. Is it something that you tend to see over and over and you think, okay, these are effective strategies that almost every single patient needs? So, so basically in follow-up visits, we see our patients about five times that first year and then we see them annually. And then in support group, we see our patients um, on a monthly basis, those that attend that. We have a Facebook support group that people post questions. So in all of that, listening to um, where they are when they, um, as they're going through change, whether it's early on or whether it's further out and what strategies work the best. I think that honestly, the best answer I can give to that is every single day, just feeling better or feeling good about the choices and the things that they're doing. Now, whether that sounds really simplistic or not, it just releases that resistance to um, overall overall of, of, and when you're not in resistance, not in resistance, then you're, you're leading to the, the path that you want to go. So for everybody, that's a little different. Maybe it's starting um, to really look down at what you're eating and um, maybe food logging, or maybe for some person it's, it's exercising, or for another person, maybe it's looking at their mental patterns of what they're thinking, like getting into the day and um, finding ways to feel happier in the moment, because it's all about being in the moment. So um, so that strategy, that seems vague, but that's the best strategy that I can say is just finding ways to release that resistance that every day, um, and feeling a little bit more ease with life and kind of more in the flow. You know, I just, I can't thank you enough. You have shared so openly with us from both your experience and what, uh, what you see every day as a health professional. I hope that you'll come back again down the road and, and share with us where you are at that point and how things are going, because we would love to talk to you again. Yeah, I, I've really, really enjoyed spending time 
Um, I apologize. My phone's kind of going in a little bit here, but um, I've really enjoyed spending time with everybody. And I hope everybody um, out there um, who's listening is able to um, maybe get something out of that. Maybe be able to just like examine where they're at and um, maybe feel a little freer about going and making those choices that, that lead to their ultimate happiness as well. Absolutely. And here on the Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast, we're all about your success. So remember, as Brenda said, it's facing each day and looking for the good and getting rid of that resistance and just moving forward. And don't forget, you can join the community and share your story and experiences on our Facebook page at Facebook slash Beyond Bariatric Surgery. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Beyond Bariatric Surgery is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host's Great Ideas in Nutrition or Practicalories, LLC.